I'm jazz artist Bratina, and I love listening to The Alvin Galloway Show every Sunday, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. on RadioPhoenix.org for conversation, information, music, and culture. So stay tuned as you tune in for an intellectual tune-up on The Alvin Galloway Show. How do we see our lives? Is it everything we have? All right, this is the Alvin Galloway Show here on RadioPhoenix.org. And on this segment of the show, I have the one and only Miss Berdetta Hodge. And she is a governing board member, actually the president of the Tempe Union School High School School Board. And she's been on the board since 2016. And she's the first uh, female African-American elected in the city of Tempe. And she is a candidate for the Tempe City Council. And I said all that because I did not have my mic on, so we'll do it again. And this is the Alvin Galloway Show. No, <laughs> And uh, on this segment of the show, <laughs> if I get it started right, I have Miss Berdetta Hodge, and she is the uh president of the Tempe Union High School Board, and she's been on the school board since 2016. She's the first African-American female elected in the city of Tempe, and she is the candidate for Tempe City Council, and we'll be talking to her uh, just in a little bit. To the mayor, can you hear me out? Wanna talk on all the issues that I care about Speak free, keep the peace when we say it loud Meeting all my people at the city council Pay attention so I know my rights Education's gonna change the cycle Volunteer, I can help a life Communities, planting trees, recycle If I'm just one person, will my voice even stand out? Can I make a difference if I don't even know how to change? Information's all around. Go out and vote, cause I know it counts. Pound the pavement and act now. Make a statement and say a prop. Oh, from the street to the hill, join a campaign. Don't have to wait for some day just to have change. No, you're never too young to make a difference. You have the power to be an active citizen. I'm just one person, my voice even stand out. Can I make a difference if I don't even know how to change?
to the Alvin Galloway Show here on RadioPhoenix.org and in the studio I have Miss Bertetta Hodge and I have the announcement that she is a candidate for the City of Tempe uh, Council seat and uh, she's been very active in the community uh, for a number of years uh, so welcome back she's been on the show I think a couple times at least so it's good to see you how are you doing I'm doing well thank you how are you been doing I'm doing fantastic and uh, so uh, let's start off with the Tempe Union School Board uh, now you're still on the board right yes I you, am on my actually just got elected in 2020 uh, this will be my second term second term and president uh, of the board well I was up it? until January until January yes. okay and then uh, um, so how did um are you born and raised a tempe resident i um actually was born in south carolina i came to tempe when i was three so mm -hmm. i'm a tempe tempe resident for a long time, time. Yes. yes 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 uh so what made you decide to get actively involved and in, say in policy and serves for the board of education uh tempe board uh school board and now um council well, one thing I learned as going to schools is I never had a lot of role models that look like me. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I was a single mom, I wanted my kids to have someone to look up to. So decided to get involved in like uh, start off with the easy things like PTSA. And then I started going into PTA and uh, just got onto some boards at the district and you know, sooner or later, they kept telling me, you have been on almost every board and committee in the district. It's about time for you to run for governing board. Mm. Um, ended up because, um, you know, just working, especially working with the BSU students, they realize they always talk about models, but the models are so far away, they can't see them. They're not tangible to mm -hmm. them. And just wanted to be not just a model for my kids, but for mostly all kids, especially African-American kids who don't see women like myself or 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 are like you in leadership enough so mm -hmm. that's how i ended up running for the school board um lost in 2014 by less than one percent came back in 2016 and won and it's been flying since there um done a lot of policy on the school board around um racial um microaggressions and making sure people understand and accept that we're we're culturally different, but meaning that we need to be treated the same, and right. that's a lot of, of the problem, 
is that it's one or the other right and it's not always so that's how I ended up with the school board and didn't realize that there's so much intertwined between the district and the city and there's so many things that I can do my voice can lend to the city of Tempe who has never seen a person like me who I've been um, a person of color who's raised in the city I'm I'm considered like a Tempe daughter and mm-hmm. they need to see a woman of color be that person Absolutely, absolutely. Now the the, um, <laughs> the 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 Tempe has changed a lot since yes. over the years, uh, yes. from being a sundown town mm-hmm. to being one of the most progressive towns, uh, cities in in Arizona, mm-hmm. um, because it has a now has a black mayor mm-hmm. with uh, Corey Woods, uh, black police chief, mm-hmm. uh, 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 police chief Glover, and looks like well we'll see (laughs) when the election comes uh, I mean uh, the first African-American female as a city council yes Uh, so what what do you see as part of that um, impetus for the change in Tempe well I believe you're correct but I also think there's one piece missing Mm. Tempe is progressive but hasn't hit minority progressive Mm. yet so there is a a difference between being progressive and minority progressive Mm. We even though we have Corey Woods, we're still not considered in leadership. We don't have enough African Americans elected to office. Mm-hmm. When Corey Woods and Bernetta Hodge are the only two that has ever been elected in the city of Tempe, you can't say that we're African American progressive yet in right. the city of Tempe. So that's another thing that we have to work towards and look towards. Um, as Corey Woods is the mayor right now, I would hope that he starts to look for his replacement and help bring another sister or brother up to that position and as well as what I'm doing on the school board mm-hmm. and what I will do when I'm elected to city council that it's great to be progressive but if we're not in leadership we don't have a seat at the table right and I am tired and I, I love my 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 uh, white counterparts my Caucasian counterparts but I'm tired of them talking for me right I want them to hear I want to mm-hmm. talk for myself mm-hmm. I need my voice to be heard not for me to whisper a whisper campaign for them to talk mm-hmm. for me. That's excellent because one of the keys, as you mentioned, is mentoring mm-hmm. somebody else to come along um, after you. Because, like you said, if nobody else, then you have that void again and years of trying to get somebody else. And we always have to, uh, I believe, so mentor each other so we're not the one and only. In, exactly. in, in in certain positions and and as you said leadership is key um uh, making policy uh, exactly so um you know uh covid is heavy in the state uh you know you have a governor making this is my opinion uh crazy decisions as far as uh the the, the covid um pandemic and everything and uh, policies that he put forth on uh, limiting, I would say, uh, schools and universities and how they can handle and cities, how they can handle. Um, how was the things in uh, going, say, in the school district as far as relating to COVID? School, has the school uh, resumed classes yet? Yes, we have. I'll say the same thing about, you know, I have no... Um, no animosity towards the governor, but he's made some absolutely destructive decisions when it came to education, when it comes to how his COVID protocols are. He's affecting local po- politics 
in general, just with the COVID, he has split the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and he continues to do that. And I don't think that's accidental. I think that's purposely done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it really affects how we are in school. We had to go back to school, re- meaning that if we didn't go back when we when he said so, they were going to cut our funding. Mm. Uh, you know, as public schools, funding is everything. We can't right. survive without funding. So he literally he said, "Oh, it's to the schools," but he tied our hands and took the he took the rain right out of our hands to to guide our districts. Mm-hmm. So it's now his way or the highway when it comes to when we open our schools, if we can mandate masks, like some of our high schools, and I feel really sorry for the elementary schools, because elementary schools is 12, 12 and up have gotten a vaccine. Majority of elementary schools, there's no kids in there with, with COVID, has been vaccinated for the, for the, for COVID. These teachers have to go back in classrooms where there's kids of, it could be a high number of, of un- unvaccinated kids that may have may or may not have COVID, and they're pushed because if they don't go back, and they don't we don't resume classes, then we lose funding. So we, they lose pay. So he has actually kind of tied our hands, and our district is a little bit better because we are a high school district, but there's still kids and parents who refuse to vaccinate or wear masks. So we still have the same problems with that. And we have no uh, authority to actually mandate it like we did in the past. Like right. we said, if you don't, if you want to come back to school, you would have to wear a mask while you're in, inside of the building. Mm-hmm. We can't do that anymore. Yeah, that's that's definitely challenging uh, for the education, mm-hmm. educational process, uh, because even even though you're dealing with high school students, mm-hmm. their brothers and sisters might be in elementary school. And exactly. how is that affecting the family as, as a whole? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really puzzled by the decisions that he has made. And and um, well, no, I won't go any further on that. But the, yeah, you're going to say something. No, I was going to say that, and also in my district, we have, it's a very diverse district. We have ex- we have extremely wealthy to extremely low, low income. And most of our low income, our minority students, especially our Hispanic and our Native American, they live in multicultural homes. Mm-hmm. And even if the kids somehow get COVID, you know, they have a higher chance, but they're taking it home to great grandmother, right. a great uncle mm-hmm. who can't afford to have it. So we have had kids say, I can't come back to school. I'm going to have to stay online because I have to make sure that my grandmother and my grandfather or my uncle or someone in my family who can't, you know, who's very um, high risk to COVID don't catch COVID. Right. Because we've also finding out a lot that this vac- the vaccination is people are still getting COVID. Right, My, right. Maybe not at the higher risk, or, but when you're elderly and you have a sickness, even though you've been vaccinated, you still have a chance, a high chance of of serious illness and death. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the kids are taking it in responsibility, saying, you know, I'm not coming back to school until... Um, it's okay and safe for my grandmother or my uncle or whoever in their family that they're worried about. And even some might have some health challenges. They can't receive the vaccine. That's right. Um, And so that's another issue. Yeah. And if they didn't, it would have been, I know it's uncomfortable, but it would have been a better predicament if we could have said, while you're in school, mass, Mm -hmm. you know, because it just helps with the spread. It helps with everything. It helps with people's, even kids going back and teachers going back. It helps with the the comfort of knowing that they're being protected. And now that shield is gone, 
and with our teachers, I, I, I you know, I, I sympathize with them because they're going back into classrooms and they don't know. They can't ask. They can't right. say who's vaccinated, who's not. Right. You know, they can't they can't ask if if you had COVID or if you don't. They, none of those questions could be asked anymore. So um, it makes it kind. It makes it seriously hard for our staff and faculty to come back in these types of scenarios and knowing that that's the only way they can get paid is to come back. Mm. Yeah, it's like uh, playing Russian roulette That's right. with their lives and That's their, right. their well-being and everything. This is the Alvin Galloway Show here on RadioPhoenix.org, and we'll be back. This is Althea Long, and you're listening to The Alvin Galloway Show. Stay tuned as you tune in for an intellectual tune-up. The Alvin Galloway Show, Sundays, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. for conversation, music, and culture. And tune in to The Althea Long Show. It's a music mind walk every Sunday at noon to 2 p.m. right here on Radio Phoenix. Community Radio is supported by a donation from Health Lumber Company, incorporated with several decades of history with community involvement in Arizona. We thank Health Lumber Company for their support. More information at HELDTLumber.com. Curse our name, we waste our time. You make everybody stand in line. Never give the people what they want. There's a revolution that you can't stop.
All right. That is uh, Otis Kane and Better Run. And we have Miss uh, Bradetta Hodge, who is running and has ran. And she's continued to run uh, for her community and making a difference in her community. She's a candidate for the Tempe City Council. And she's on the board of the uh, Tempe Union High School District. Um, we kind of touched on earlier why you're running for city council. Tell us a little bit about your platform. Okay. This is my favorite part to talk about <laughs> why I'm running. Um, I have a few uh, bullet points that I always go over when I, when I talk about it. Living in the city of Tempe majority of my life, I understand what it means to be a Tempian, and I've seen the changes. In Tempe, uh, there's so many people who work in our city, who go to school in our city, but can't afford to live in our city. Mm. Um, and I know everybody talks about affordable housing and, oh, we need to do this, but we need to step that game up a lot more. We have a lot, and I'll start off with my campaign manager who's right here, is John, and he goes to, a, he goes to ASU. If things don't change, when John is finished with ASU, he won't be able to afford to live in the city mm. that he has been educated in, not only four years, but he plans to go to law school here, which will be another three years. So that's seven years of education that he's put in, hard work, working in the city, that he will not be able to, to continue to live in because there is he can't afford coming out of college to buy a house in the city of Tempe. Go ahead. Oh, go and that's just that's just one example. There's mm -hmm. so many people right now who work, have lived, have worked in the city for 30, 40 years, would love to live in the city, but know they can't afford to. So uh, we have services. You know, we have. I know that the city of Tempe has passed it. You know, out of every building, every every new apartment complex, there's a small percentage of affordable housing. We need to go a step more than that. It, it needs to be more than just a small percentage of affordable housing. It needs to be a larger. We also need to work with our college students to get them into these houses when they get out of school so they can afford to stay here. Second off, when you're a family and you're, uh, you're starting out, you don't want to raise your child in a family in, a, in an apartment mm -hmm. in a portal. You want to be able to afford a house. We need. Uh, we have a couple of programs. We need more programs. This bringing in our 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 younger families, our 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 starting out families to come to City of Tempe because not only one thing we're aging out as a city. Right. Majority of the housings that's owned in the City of Tempe is by people who don't have children anymore. Their mm. grandkids are aging out. So what are we doing to make sure that our schools are gonna be able to sustain after our kids starts all aging out? We're not gonna bring new families in if they can't afford to live here. So those are things we need to look at in the city of Tempe. There's been no one on the city council that I can look, my, look you in the eye and said has ever struggled like I have. I have went from being on welfare and food stamps to where I'm at today. Mm. No one knows that struggle. No one knows how hard it is. I'm one of the success stories. There is a lot, a lot of success stories coming out of Tempe like that. Um, when I first had my kids, I struggled. I worked every day and still needed assistance. So mm. I know that there's parents out there, single moms, single dads, who would love 
to be in a predicament that they can raise their kids in a school that they have their kids in. That's why we have so much open enrollment. One of the things I want to work on too, not that I don't, I don't like open enrollment, but I want our kid parents to feel like if they want to live by McClintock High School, that they can Let's afford to live by McClintock High School. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's one of my platforms is just working on affordable housing and not just apartments or condos, housing like for families. And um, second off is we have, and this is not just in the Tempe, it's all over. We have a lot of unsheltered, a lot of homeless um, um, communities. And a lot of people are throwing money at it, but they don't realize that's not that, that's not all the answer because when you sit down and you talk to them, which I've done, I've done a campaign of going out and just actually talking, they feel disenfranchised from mm-hmm. the community. Mm-hmm. But one thing, we have to make sure that the reason, we have to find a reason why they're out there homeless in the first place because a lot of it people just think because oh they lost their job they went on a hard time some of them they they choose to be out there because they don't feel connected to anything else anymore the family they feel connected to are all on the streets with them homeless as well as they are so we have to find a way to not only make sure that they stay off the streets make sure we we meet their emotional needs i think that a thing we need to do is but instead of just throwing money we also need to throw time and effort and talent we need to make sure that they have social work and if they have a, a drug problem, if they have social needs, that we're meeting that and not just one or two times. That's something that's ongoing mm-hmm. because what happens is you do it for six months, they'll go back and they'll stay in their apartment for a while, but they're right back on the streets because we never got to the root of the problem. And we need to get more into the root of the problem, what's causing it. Matter of fact, and just start just sitting there and just, okay, we'll give this amount of money or that amount of money for it. We need to actually help and stay in their lives, stay in there, make sure they get jobs, make sure they get driver's license, make sure they feel connected to somebody in this community so they can actually come back and want to be a positive part of it. Does, does the city, uh, as you know, does the city have, like, uh, say, a counseling service for uh, those who are um uh, currently homeless or you know trying to work that they, way or? they do but it's not strong, strong enough, enough. Mm-hmm. it's not strong enough it's mm-hmm. not yeah you know a couple of months is not going to be what they need right it's, yeah. that's going to be, be something ongoing, ongoing. yeah and yeah. that's another thing they don't do mm-hmm. yeah you know it's cool for them because as long as they people feel like they've done something that's not always enough right and i know how it is to be down and out on your luck and you don't want people doing a handout. You want a hand up. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference, I think, that we need to start to realize that when you do handouts, you make people feel less than human. When you do hand ups, you're giving them a hand and you're helping them to get up to their feet. So I, I think that's another reason why when I look at who's on the council and why it's important for a person like me to be there, because I know what is the difference between handouts and hand ups. Mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want people to feel like that. So that's one of the reasons why I say that's another part why I'm running again is because I they get it, but they don't totally get it because they've never been there. They've right. never re- you know when you don't miss meals, you don't know how to you don't know how it feels when you get that next meal. You've always had that meal coming, mm-hmm. but when you know that you've missed several meals. You're going you're gonna to appreciate that meal a little bit differently. And that's what I bring to the table that no one else can bring is the appreciation of knowing how it is to struggle, how it is to be in hard times, how it is to not know where your next meal or where you're, how you're going to pay your rent or if you're going to be able to stay um, in the place you're living in. Those scenarios that is more common than not, but as elected officials, we find that elected officials don't live that life. 
then at, at Silo. Yeah. You know, they're in, you know, their neighborhood. Yeah, in their and, little and, area. Yeah, and it's so, so different. So they don't, you know, they might see it passing by. Yes. Um, but it, like you said, it doesn't really affect them. No. They have not had, they have not had that experience. No. Uh, yeah. Um, the, this, this, the skyline of the city has changed immensely. Oh, yes. Um, and every day, and you're talking about the values of uh, the cost of housing. Mm-hmm. Um, you see these high rises That's going right. up, uh, expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, people, like you say, can't afford to live there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you mentioned that the city has, I guess, some regulation that they have a small percentage of mm-hmm. affordable. And, and, and we, affordable. we, yeah, we can say what is affordable. Because affordable, <laughs> yeah. affordable may not be affordable to the most right. common man. Right. If you you're making minimum wage or just slightly over, mm-hmm. you know, what is affordable? Um, so, what would you say um, increasing that percentage? It's you know to give. You know, I, I think a lot of builders get enough incentives to build. Yes. Um, they should be regulated because um, they're going to make a bunch of money. Uh, I, that's why I think that when people say uh, a lot of people it's like, "Oh, you don't need," you know, you're corrupt if you start talking to developers. You would need to talk to these developers. Mm-hmm. You need to build a relationship with them to make them understand that yes, you want to buy build this sky rise. Well, you need to raise that five percent that you have of affordable housing to twenty percent mm-hmm. of affordable housing. We also need to have a program that while these people are paying in to affordable housing, a small percentage of everything they pay in go into a, a account so they can match it buy a house Mm -hmm. you know you know it's time for ownership um that's how cities scribe is when you get more ownership from um average 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 constituents average Mm -hmm. people in the in the city and i think that's another thing that we look at we figure if they get an apartment or we get them help that's good enough but you know what that's not that's that's not building the next generation block we need to show and and with african-americans and latinos and Native Americans, we also need to, we also need to build on our lineage. We need to make sure that this generation can have a, you know, have a house that maybe the next generation can mm-hmm. have, and you this pass generation on pass on. Yeah. Like you see in in, in other fluent areas that you have houses that's been in the, been in this, been in their family for. 50 60 years mm-hmm. we don't have that so right. that's another thing we need to look you know look towards and also with infrastructure we also need to preserve parts of tempe i am fully about uh always building forward but i'm also about preserve uh, preservation too mm-hmm. because there's parts of tempe that's been around for 100 and 150 years that we also need to make sure that that's preserved the area like i can say example like mitchell park mm-hmm. neighborhood mm-hmm. that mitchell park community has been around as long as asu has been around or even longer mm-hmm. i mean they don't they have houses been sitting there that's over 100 years old mm-hmm. what do we do we they're functional houses why do we need to make sure this is one of the things we don't we don't need to tear down to build something new we need to preserve some parts of tempe too to keep the historical value going right. people kids need to know exactly what was there before we need a balance we need i get the fact that we need high rise i get the fact that we need infrastructure but we also need to preserve at the same time you know speaking of that uh, years ago several moons ago i i lived on uh university and wilson yeah um uh, i was renting a house there and around the corner um uh, i can't think of the street it was around the corner is it farmer 
doctor. Well, anyway, I um, think that is farmer around the corner. Uh, was a the house used to be the uh, dorm mm-hmm. for um, um, was it was it Arizona Teaching College? That was mm-hmm. ASU was used to be called way back in the day, um, and um, and and it used to have this big rock, and it told about the the bit the house and everything. But I don't I I, I passed by there the other day. I didn't. It's gone. It's gone. The historical marker of it is gone, and uh, it 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 just it's amazing to me that and like I said, over a hundred years old and and everything that that was not preserved. No, mm-hmm. there is. That's what I'm saying. We need people just going to make sure that that's the uh, that history areas like that is preserved Mm -hmm. and it takes people who've lived and loved tempe for years to be that people to be that voice for it we have a lot of neighborhood associations that fight hard but we also need to have council members who understand that that yeah you need that you need to be able to see both sides of the coin you have to see that yes Every city is not going to strive if you don't have infrastructure, you don't have buildings, you don't have, you don't have movement. But also, what makes the city what it is is preserving areas like what you just talked about, with a house that's been around for over a hundred years. Right. So we also need history. Yeah. Balance of both. Balance of both. Why? 
Is it for love? Is it for self-expression? Is it to combat depression? Is it to make people happy? I mean, I love it. I can hear it. I can listen to what somebody smiles at me. When I'm happy, when I'm sad, when I'm surly, and when I'm glad, then that sunshine turns to rain, and I just can't stand the pain. And I feel I'm going insane till I get back home again. When I think I can't compete, and I just can't find the beat. When I'm old, when I'm young, when my final song is sung, I show hope we had some fun, spreading love to everyone. So before I tip my cup, I just want to pick somebody up. Pick somebody up. Pick somebody up. Yaga, 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 Mr. Clean B, a.k.a. the Yaga Man, live and direct at RadioPhoenix.org. Now, you already know you are listening to the Alvin Galloway Show. Now, stay tuned as you tune in for an intellectual tune up the Alvin Galloway Show for conversation, information, great music, and great culture. Every Sunday from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, live and broadcasting via RadioPhoenix.org. You already know, Yaga, Yaga, Yaga. Yeah. Yeah, Yaga Movement here on Saturdays on RadioPhoenix.org. This is the Alvin Galloway Show here on Radio Phoenix. One way you can support Radio Phoenix is by becoming one of our members. For as little as thirty, no, for as little as fifty dollars per year, members receive discount savings and other benefits provided by our membership program partners. And don't forget, the membership fee is the magic word tax deductible. For more information or to sign up, call 602-254-6636 or go online to RadioPhoenix.org. Click on the membership button at the top of the menu and we thank you for your generous support of community radio because without you there will be no me that's the alvin galloway show and we're here with miss Berdetta hodge she is a candidate for the tempe city council and we've been talking about her platform and uh, the things that are happening in uh, the city of tempe um when we're talking about the struggles that you went through what what kept you going um you know the challenges that you had to go through because i remember well you made me remember (laughs) you made me remember how old i am (laughs) (laughs) i remember that I remember that. Oh, <laughs> uh, because well, I guess I, I did a presentation at your uh, middle school. You sure did. And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to tell you guys a quick story. Um, will help out to, to figure out how I became the person. And I'll tell you the why in it, too. Um, when I was in high school, uh, I was maybe a soft junior, maybe a, between, I think it was junior year. And it was, we were fighting for the MLK Day. Uh, we had uh, Miss Rosa Parks, Miss Maya Angelou, I know you remember this, mm. and um, um, 
and Miss Coretta Scott King, they came for one of the breakfasts, a big breakfast that was right before the big march. Mm-hmm. And they invited um, young African-American girls who were doing things around the, you know, like high school, college girls. And I was chosen because I was the, at the time, the BSU statewide president. Mm. So I was one of the people who was was able to go to that, that breakfast. And I remember sitting at the breakfast. I remember how it's been, how we were seated. It was Coretta Scott at the, at the head of the table and maybe two over three over from her on her left was, uh, was uh, Rosa Parks, and maybe two, three over front her was Maya Angelou, and I sat right next to Maya Angelou, mm. and I was sitting there <laughs> eating my breakfast. I was so scared, and Maya Angelou's cutting her meat, and you know how she speaks, and she turns around and looks at me. She goes, so what are you doing with your, what do you want to do with your life? And that's how she asked me that question, mm. and being 16 going on 17 years old, I started mumble off because I, I want to go to college. I want to. I, I just want to make a difference. I started shoveling. She grabbed my hand and she kind of steadied it. And she goes, "I'm gonna tell you a secret." And she goes, "A sister is in her DNA to know how to go out and get a job." He goes, "That's just a part of us. We are strong. We know what to do." She goes, "But the sister who knows why will be that other sister's boss. Mm. Never, ever." walk and step without knowing your why and that stuck with me my whole entire life I mean that was a change a life changer for me for me to sit in a room with with so much history so much um so much strong powered women who have lost a lot in their lives Mm -hmm. but kept on going Mm -hmm. and I had two sons which I was a single mom and I realized at that time that I wanted to be that why. I wanted them to look up to me. I said that before, that's very powerful for me. I wanted to make sure that they had a role model. They didn't have to go out and look at a basketball game to get it. They didn't have to go out and look at some actor or some rapper. They can look at their mom and see that role model in her eyes. They see the strength, the same conversation that I was telling them, you have to practice what you preach. And that's how I ended up where I'm at today. And my sons, I will con- they are my biggest cheerleaders. Yes, they are. <laughs> and they are my biggest uh, accomplishments. My son, mm-hmm. Jevin, who is my oldest son, graduated from George Washington in D.C. with his bachelor's and master's, ran for board of supervisors, only lost by 403 votes, mm-hmm. now running for Congress, Congress against David Schweiker. That's um, amazing. Amazing. My baby, Jason, is uh, just finished up at NYU with his bachelor's degree, working on a, a, a quick master's for one year, and then turn right around, he's going to law school in August of 2022. So, as I said, I want to make sure when they look into my eyes, they can see the pride and the strength that all my sisters and and my mothers and my grandmothers before us who have stand on their shoulders that I give my kids the same the, the shoulders to stand on. Mm. So That's great. That's beautiful. Uh, I'm waiting for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the, the I'm going to write a book one day. I'm going to write a book one day because some of the people I've met and some of the people I've talked to, it would be... Um, it would be interesting to talk. It would be interesting to sit down and write that. So, because there's a lot of women and a lot of that, 
a lot of people in general that just don't realize that your story needs to be told and heard. Mm. You can expire. You can make someone else feel like they can do it also too. So. Right. I, I found that out with my high school kids. When I lost in 2014, I was at a BSU meeting, and my kids were sitting there like, Miss Hodge, what are you going to do next? And I was like, it was a hard run race. I don't know if I got it in me to try it again. You know, I lost by less than 1%. And one of my kids looked up at me and said, Miss Hodge, you are our Michelle Obama. We don't see Michelle. We see you. Mm. We see you. We, we need you to do it because you give us the strength to know we can do it later on. So at that point in my life, I realized that, Sometimes what we do, it may it, it, you may directly feel like it affects you, but it's it's building the blocks of the future. Right. And if I don't build a strong block, I, I don't want my kids to crumble by by me not having that strong block there. So I'm going to do everything at the best of my ability and give it all I can and make sure that every block I build, my next generation can stand on it. Oh man, I tell you, I, I, me want to jump up and, <laughs> and and do a cheer. <laughs> Because that, that is powerful because uh, we all have to, um, as they always say, be the change. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we want the change, we got to be the change and work. Because you easily could have gave up after the, you know, that first loss. You know, like I said, you, you gave it all you got. But something within you and greatness uh, comes out. And, and, and it's great that the student encouraged you. Yes. Because um, we all need encouragement uh, to go through whatever struggles we might we might be having, and it's good that uh, that that universe uh, came came together uh, to make it happen. Because you are doing some fantastic things uh, in our community, and. Um, and you've been on the uh, Booker T. Washington uh, been on the Head Start, the Head Start yeah. board for a number of years. And and I'm um, going on 12 years. And what I'm most proud about Booker T. Washington is I got a chance to, <clears throat> Calvin Good, if anybody doesn't know, Booker T. Washington was founded by Calvin Good mm-hmm. uh, 56 years ago in the basement of, of uh, First Institution Church. Mm-hmm. And it's the longest running Head Start in the state and one of the longest in the country. So... When he passed away, before he passed away, I got a chance to tell him that this legacy will never go to waste. Mm. And as long as I got breath in my body, no matter what I'm doing, Booker T. Washington will be there with me. Mm. And I will follow it along. And so my son and I have taken over running Booker T. Washington. And we will continue on no matter what we do in our lives. Because we realize that the value and the dream that Calvin Good had, what makes the staple for our our sisters and brothers future mm-hmm. that we have to make we have to support black owned businesses we have to be able to support our black politicians we have to be able to support ourselves because we don't look out for us no one else will absolutely and those who if you don't know who calvin good is uh, shame on you but just give you information he's the longest serving uh, councilman for city of phoenix uh, served 22 years uh, uh, on the city council and after um, he got off the council he didn't stop he was still serving in you know different boards and active in uh, different committees and um, he was also a member of the church I attended and very active there so and passed away last year Oh, it was this year. It was. It ju- was this year. It was this earlier this year. Yeah, that's good. Oh, I tell you, time. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it was. I think it was like January. Yeah, I think year. it was. Yeah, right. Yeah. And um, they have a building downtown Phoenix uh, named after him, um, mm-hmm. and uh, he laid in state there. Yes, he uh, did. 
for a while and uh, uh, an immense icon and amazing uh, individual. Actually, him and his wife, uh, Georgie, Georgie Good, Good. the late Georgie yes. Good. Yeah, yes. they did some great things. So you have uh, uh, come into some great footsteps uh, yes. and uh, they're doing some wonderful things. So um, if uh, people want to know more information about your campaign or how to get in touch with you, um, how do we do that? I think John has that. I have my <laughs> campaign manager here, my handsome campaign manager, John, and he will give you the information on how to get involved and, you know, how to find me in my campaign. So here's John. Thank you. Verdetta, uh, obviously great and easy to work for, and uh, we're trying to build a movement here, and the two things you need most are to get on the ballot and your support financially or through any other means. So our website is Hodge for Tempe. H-O-D-G-E-F-O-R-T-E-M-P-E dot com. Um, there you can find all our information, more of Bredetta's story, her platform. Um, if you can get, the, if you can share that, if you live in Tempe, or you can share that to anyone who lives in Tempe to sign our petition, that's the most important thing for our campaign right now. Um, and to keep up with us on a daily basis, you can follow us on Twitter at Bredetta, uh, A-Z, uh, B-E-R-D-E-T-T-A-A-Z. And Instagram at Berdetta Hodge. So those are the those are the easiest ways to keep track of us and uh, stay in the loop of how our campaign is going and uh, everything you do to support us. Fantastic. And I'll have the information on my Facebook page, the Alvin Galloway Show. Um, definitely glad to have you again on the show. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. And uh, I salute you and uh, what you are doing. Uh, and I had you pick a song. I sure did. <laughs> so tell Tell me why, why that's my song. Why that's your song? Well, I'm gonna put a shout out for Erica Badu. She'll be here in October, but um, she when I travel because I used to travel for work, and every time I would sit down, I would put on Window Seat, which mm. is one of my favorite. It just makes you relax, makes you feel a special kind of way that you know you could just take off and just let some of the stress of the life go behind and. She just, her words and her songs just speak to me. So, um, and that's one of my favorite songs ever, just the window seat, just that, just sometimes you need that, that time mm -hmm. um, just to get away. And that's what that song represents for me. Okay. Well, speaking of getting away, so what do you do to get away? Because, you know, I do, you do a lot of work, so you got to relax some, some I away. do, I do. I get a chance, if I'm lucky enough, when I'm not campaigning, I get a chance to, I'll travel quite a bit. I'm, mm -hmm. a, I'm a traveler, so I like to go to, different countries, different states. Um, I've actually traveled to 39 out of the 50 states. Oh, on, wow. on, my, on my bucket list to hit all 50 states. Okay. Um, and hit majority of the East. Um, some I wanna, I'm taking a big trip after election to the motherland. Mm. And I wanna hit mm. some countries over there. So just um, traveling has always been my, my comfort. And just watching, sometimes just watching junk TV. <laughs> you know, binge watching. Sometimes right. that's always a way to get away. But, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and when is the election? The election is the first Tuesday in March, which is what date is that, John? I believe it's the 8th. The 8th. Mm -hmm. so, that's right. Yeah, but um, I advise people to get involved if they can as soon as possible because we have an all mail in election. So mm. ours will be done 
by some end of January if we just won't know the results because most people will mail in. So I have a lot of work to do between here and January. Oh, so it's an all mail in. All mail in. Okay. Yeah, Tempe does all mail in Mm -hmm. when it's their only when they're when they're on the ballot by themselves. Okay. Well, fantastic. And uh, once again, thank you again. And we're going to go out with a little bit of Erica Badu, Window Seat. And this is the Alvin Galloway Show. And remember, today is a great day to make somebody's day great. Don't forget to check us out on Spotify, Anchor, anywhere you check out your podcast. You'll see the Alvin Galloway Show. Be blessed.
listening to the Alvin Galloway Show podcast. We hope you like our show. And if you do, we hope that you will show your support by sharing our podcast with others and also supporting us monetarily. No donation is too small. We thank you again and we'll see you on the next show.